Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. Good morning, it's Steve Summers. Glad you're here. This morning we're talking to a Rockford native who has gone on to big, great things and decided to bring Hollywood to Rockford a little bit. Let's meet Matthew Cicella, or is it Cicella? It's, it's an Italian name, right? Isn't it, Matthew? Yes, sir, it's Cicella. Cicella. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just comes out naturally. It sounds great, Steve. Uh, well, welcome. First of all, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. So, Matthew, you tell us a little bit about your journey to Hollywood and how... What we're going to talk about is so unique for the state line area. What we're going to talk about is my movie called Without Grace. It's a romantic drama with a faith-based undercurrent. Um, to give you a quick brief synopsis, it tells the story of Lucas. Um, it, he embarks on a journey of lost love, lost faith, and three best friends that refuse to give up on him. That's like your general synopsis. All right. Essentially what happened to get to the Hollywood aspect, which is pretty unique, I tried to make this movie myself back in 2014. And money just didn't come together. You know, with movies, sometimes the funding falls apart. You have it committed, and then it falls apart. Mm-hmm. Well, I had already cast this movie with a bunch of Chicago people, one of them being Shannon Brown. Um, he's a, He was a local actor in Chicago. Sure. Movie fell apart, nothing happened. Fast forward five years earlier in 2019, I get a phone call out of the blue from Shannon Brown. He said, hey, I was just looking at my resume, removing some movies that fell apart. Um, whatever happened with Without Grace? And I was like, you know, nothing, man. It just fell apart, and I got married, raised my kids, you know, stuff like that. He's like, well, Matt, I own my own production company in Los Angeles now. I want to make your movie. I want you to direct it. Wow. And I'm, you know, I'm floored. I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yes, I love the screenplay so much. I couldn't get out of my mind. I had to know what happened to this. You're not doing anything with it. Let's do this. And I was like... <laughs> all right <laughs> like i mean what do you want me to say of course that's exactly what i would have said <laughs> yeah all right. no problem well, at first you're thinking steve i'm thinking it's a it's a it's a con art it's a scam of some sort right. like how this guy from chicago five years ago who's with all due respect was a nobody now he owns his own studio calling me who is a nobody let's be honest <laughs> so I'm, i think it's a scam but it turned out obviously to be uh not and it was great so the movie is in production right now, and you filmed a well, big portion of it right here in the state line area. We filmed the entire fall. thing here. The entire thing the entire this past thing. fall. Yep. Wow. See, when, when you're born and raised in Rockford, you go to East High School, you love, you know the area. Why would you go to some foreign land when you can just make all the great shots you want here? Because you used, what backgrounds did you use here in town? We used a lot of local businesses. We used uh, the St. Ambrosio Club on Montague. We used Sherry's Place, which is a family restaurant on Forest Hills. We had Hope and Anchor, uh, which is a bar and grill on North 2nd Street. Mm-hmm. We had um, Town Hall Lounge. We used that. Alpine Park um, down by Mississippi. We got some shots down. I mean, we shot basically all over the place. <laughs> we just wanted, once we were filming in Rockford, we wanted to incorporate as much of Rockford as we could. It's, uh, there's a lot of negativity in Rockford, unfortunately. It's not the city that I grew up in. So if I could put a little bit of positivity back into the city... By not only shooting in Rockford, but involving the community. We have over 100 people, Rockford, that I don't know, I didn't know at the time, be a part of our movie. Like, they were, you know, background extras, but they were just beyond thrilled to be a part of it. And I would have never met these people otherwise. And now I talk to them almost every day. 
It's oh, that's really great. awesome. We're talking to Matthew Chikella. He is a uh, producer, director, screenwriter, and from the Rockford area, just filmed the movie Without Grace in Rockford this past fall with the fall colors. I bet you that turned out beautifully with the wonderful. colors. Wonderful. It was a great backdrop. Especially at Alpine Park. Yes. Um, who stars in your movie Without Grace? Uh, we have Shannon Brown, who is a Los Angeles-based actor. Uh, we have uh, Hillary Anderson. She's from Chicago. Mark Edwards is from Chicago. Dave Block is actually from Rockford, Illinois. He, he's in the movie as well. There's a whole host of uh, of actors, mainly Chicago talent, but there is Shannon and Suzette Brown are both from Los Angeles. Uh, Robin Kaufman, wasn't he in Chicago Robin Fire? Kaufman, she is from Chicago Fire. Yes, mm-hmm. she's in it as well. She, she played in Chicago Fire for uh, several episodes. I think she has an ongoing arc on that show. She's in there as well. Uh, Bruce uh, Spiel, Spielbauer is from Chicago. He was on several of Chicago shows. I don't know if it's PD or sure. Fire. But yeah, we had quite a lot of Chicago talent that were up and coming on, on, on their you know networks, the network shows. So now that everything is in the can, as they say, right? Mm-hmm. Now yep. you're doing the editing process? Yes. And when is the movie Without Grace filmed in Rockford going to be debuted for the world? We're going to premiere, actually here in Rockford, we're going to the world premiere here in Rockford, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. That premiere weekend, it's, we're having a red carpet event at the Nordloft Center in downtown Rockford. Um, tickets are actually going to go on sale January 31st at 10 a.m. You can go to the Without Grace Facebook page for information on that. And that's Without Grace. Yep, Without Facebook Grace. Facebook page, right? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So is it going to be like a lottery? Because I'm sure everybody wants to go to see the big premiere, the red carpet thing. Not going to be a lottery. We're just going to put tickets on sale for three days, and we're going to see what happens. First come, first, first come. That's it. I mean, that's why we did it three days. Most premieres are obviously one day. It's just one day, one big event, one big red carpet, you know. And then you call it, call it a day, and you put the movie on festivals and on on demand, but because it's something special and unique for Rockford, I wanted to do it at least three days. And, I mean, if we sell out three days, I'll do it again. I'll just want to show it to everybody that wants to see it. All right. So then after the whole red carpet debut here mm-hmm. at Rockford, does the movie go somewhere else or what happens to the movie then? After the premiere, we're going to put it in film festivals. Um, film festivals is where your movie's going to go for like a distribute, like a Paramount, Lionsgate, one of those bigger companies. They will then look at your movie and if they like it, they will buy it. And then it might end up in like your AMC theaters. Um, if, if there is no bites on the film festivals, what happens to your movie is it goes what's called on demand. And that's where you'll see your movie on Google Play, Apple iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, um, you know, all the Fandango Now, all those services. So it'd be available world, worldwide for anybody to purchase. Okay. We are talking to Michael Chikella about the movie Without Grace, and uh, it was filmed in Rockford, going to be debuted, as you just heard, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. But this is not like the first movie that you actually shot here in Rockford. You did something before this, right? Yes, sir. I shot, back in 2012, I shot Poetic, which was a psychological thriller that I filmed uh, in Rockford as well. I, I shot that in 2011, premiered it in 2012 at Sabala Shrine. That one, because of the nature of the film, I did not get a lot of traction with it. It was more of a gritty, what you call an R-rated film. Mm-hmm. It, it was my first experience in filmmaking, so it wasn't it wasn't a good movie. Let's just call it what it is. That's where you learn, right? <laughs> that is exactly where I learned. And now I've used that to work with the Hollywood company that I made Without Grace from, and it's just light years Wait, better. Talk about the spectrum. Gritty, dark... Uh, rated R yes. to Without Grace, which I take it has some religious connotation, yeah. but you don't have to be a true Christian to appreciate the movie, correct? Not at all. That was the one goal that I had when I wrote this movie. The first and primary goal was to make a Christian film or faith-based film that you can believe in God or you cannot believe in God. One of our main stars is an atheist, and he doesn't change. He's a great person. He does not change. 
a lot of the pure flicks of Christian movies, if you don't believe in God, you are suddenly the bad guy. I don't believe in that. You, Steve, can sit across me. You see a cross on my neck right now. Exactly. I am a Christian. My best friend is an atheist. I love him to death. Right. His beliefs don't affect my beliefs. The movie should reflect that. It shouldn't be one or the other. So the movie is called Without Grace. And again, coming up May 1st, 2nd, or 3rd, Nordloff Theater in downtown Rockford again. Without Grace Facebook page for more details about that. Now that that's in the uh, hopper, that could maybe become a um, a big Academy movie. We just had the movie from Rockford about skateboarding with mm-hmm. Bing, who just had that luck yeah. in the uh, Academy Awards. So good luck to you. Maybe that'll happen for you on this one. Thank you very but much. But you're not, like, gathering, you know, dust. You're already working <laughs> on a next movie, another movie, correct? That is correct. Yeah, we have a couple possible options in the timeline right now. The goal is to hopefully make enough money through the premiere for Without Grace to then make a movie in the fall of this year here again in Rockford, Illinois. So it's um, we don't have an exact title right now. There's a couple different we're working on to mm-hmm. see which one we raise enough money for. But yeah, the definite goal is to film again in Rockford in August, September of this year. Well, we like what you do for the uh, state line and for Rockford to make sure that we have a, uh, a platform, a venue of some form to get the word out that it's not all doom and gloom like you may right. hear in the news all the time. So that's why I loved your movie, Without Grace. The title, the whole concept, the fact that you shot it in Rockford, you're going to have the debut in Rockford. I think that's really uh, kudos to your testament to uh, the value that you have for your hometown. So thank you for that. Thank you. That is great. So how do we find out more? Obviously, Without Grace on Facebook, but... Um, how do we audition for your movies? I mean, sure, somebody's out there like, I'm an aspiring actor. <laughs> How do I get in touch with you? <laughs> well, the easiest way is also through Facebook, but it's the Never Submit Entertainment Facebook page. That is my company, Never Submit Entertainment. Um, it's facebook.com slash Never Submit ENT. That's already type of Never Submit Entertainment in a search group. You can also, through the Without Grace page, you can find me. I have my own personal page, Matthew Chiquella, on Facebook, which is like a, a like page, you know, like a fan page, whatever. You can find me on there. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with me. Yeah, I'm so always talking. Without Grace on Facebook would be a, a great place to start. Yes. So as a screenwriter, obviously, you start. You sit down with your laptop. used to be typewriter. Now you sit <laughs> down with your laptop, right? Oh, my God. And do you start with a concept, or you just start writing, and then you kind of build around? How do you start a screenplay? I start with the core concept. I, I know what I want the story I want to tell. I don't know where the story's going to take me. The last screenplay I wrote after Without Grace was called Aces and Eights, and it was more of an action movie in tribute to the like the Sylvester Stallone movies of the, of the 90s. Mm-hmm. I knew the story. I sat down with page one. I had no idea what scene one was. I just started writing, and by the time it ended, the story actually took me as the writer in a place I didn't foresee happening because I don't know where I'm going. I let the characters develop themselves as I'm writing, and just whatever happens, happens. And I guess I've been pretty lucky with that with that process. Do you do you picture the characters in your head and what they look like and what they may act or their personalities? You you do. You actually sound like a, a psychopath in your own living room. <laughs> because realistically, you're sitting there, you're talking out loud because you need the dialogue to sound natural. Right. So you're imagining this whoever, you know, you're imagining the character as. You're talking out loud, saying the words. And after a few minutes, for a writer like me... You don't even see a computer screen anymore. You don't see your hands on keyboard. You just have this illusion of what is taking place in front of you. And then when you're done, you're like, oh, I've been sitting here for 10 hours. You didn't realize it. You just wrote this entire you know, screenplay. Do you picture the backdrop and, and where the scene is taking place? And, and You make up go? the entire world, Steve. Everything, really? Every aspect is. Because you have to, as a screenwriter, it, you're basically making a blueprint for the director. Now, in my case, I usually direct my own films. But a lot of times if you sell a screenplay, somebody else is going to take your work and direct it. They need to know every aspect of what you saw in order to create that film, bring that page to life. So you need to know 
their characters, what they're wearing, their age, their height, their weight, the background, what the color of the desk is, you know, every, <laughs> everything. You have to know every single detail. All right, so I'm a student in Rockford, maybe at the colleges or even in high school level. I'm listening to Matthew Chiquella, who's a... Well, professional screenwriter, director, and producer of movies, and the movie Without Grace is coming to Rockford, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. So uh, what advice can you give me as a startup? Like, how do I get into this? Because I have it in my passion, too. Where, how did you start? Where did? What's the first thing I need to do? Now, the easiest thing first, the easiest thing is to write, because writing is free. Write as many screenplays as you can, because the truth is your first few screenplays, you might think they're a masterpiece. They're probably <laughs> not. Mine weren't. Keep doing that and then start making what's called a short film. Make a short film that's like six, seven minutes long. That's what actually how I did it. I made my first short film in 2010 and I premiered at the On the Waterfront Film Festival. I don't know if you remember the On the Waterfront I Festival. I used to have. I love 15 yeah. years ago, it seems. Yeah, a long time ago. So I, we, I premiered it there. So yeah, write screenplays, get used to your craft, make short films, put them on YouTube. It's free. Somebody might see it. If they don't, try and save your money and make your own movie. Like I did Poetic. It wasn't a good movie, and I can admit that, but I learned so much, and it got my name out there enough that people saw potential in my work. They didn't like that movie, obviously, but they liked me enough and my crew enough to kind of give us something else to work on. And that's, you just build your way up. You have to be willing to pay your dues. And to network, because that's how this yes. whole Without Grace movie became a, a reality. Yeah, it's, really, it's all about your community of people that work behind you. Like I have, like I said, never submit entertainment. It's me, Rick Rowland Jr., Mitch Wright II, and, and Dave Block. The four of us are a team. We're a unit, and we are constantly talking to other people. And the people that, you, that you'll see uh, in May and Without Grace, you'll see them in my next movie because we're constantly building this team together. And, and that's how you make it ahead. You know, look at Kevin Smith. All the same people are in all his movies. There's a reason behind that. Yeah, because they know each other. Mm-hmm. So the technology, obviously, when you made your very first movie, it was a whole different world. As we yes. say on the waterfront, that seems like a whole different yes. world away for Rockford. But with the uh, invention of the iPhones and the Google Pixels with their incredible phones mm-hmm. on the cameras and things like that, people are making movies and with the digital, you know, the platforms on laptops now and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it seems like a little bit easier than when you had to blaze your own trail. I'm jealous of people nowadays. <laughs> I am jealous. Um we were talking the other day about we could make a movie right now without raising financing. We could just take you know an iPhone that shoots in 4K video and go go shoot a movie right now, and you don't need your expensive several thousand dollar cameras because it looks just as good. Right. It might not look as appeasing holding a little camera shooting a movie, but the end result that the viewer will see is the exact same quality. It's the same resolution. And very good for a, uh, I guess, an idea starter. Like this is what it could be like. For like a, an audition tape for producers to say, right. here's my movie I did on a film, phone. A phone. Imagine what it'll look like on film, kind of a thing, right? Right. Yeah. You take those. Take your take your iPhone, your Samsung, whatever you know, your Android. Go and shoot your short films. Like I said, five six minute movie. Put it for free on YouTube. With with today's tech- technology, you can shoot the movie. You can edit it on your computer for free. You don't need anybody else, really. You can do it yourself. You need your actors, but as far as right. you as a production, you don't need anybody else. It's so much easier than when I started. So from East High School to Hollywood, have you been out in California quite a bit? Um, no, I try, I've been out there before. I try not to go out there. I'm, I'm, that's why I kept it in Rockford. I'm not a big fan of Hollywood. That's I don't great. fit in. We are so glad to have you here. Matthew Chiquella, the director, producer, screenwriter from Rockford, who is utilizing Rockford as a backdrop for his new movie called Without Grace. That is coming on a premiere on May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. The red carpet event will be at the Nordloff Theater on January 31st. Tickets go on sale. So Without Grace on Facebook, the place to go. Matthew, we can talk all day. I just love 
love chit-chatting to you about films and movies and, and your life and what's in your head. There's so many ideas already. I can see it now. I appreciate that. I, so, can, I can talk to you all day, too. Feel free to use me in any movie you have coming up. You know? <laughs> hey, don't, don't say it unless you mean it, Steve. <laughs> Rockford might see you in my next movie. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Back with it. more in a moment. Um, hello. It's me. The designer jeans in your closet. The back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it. But it's all about the look. And I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. And welcome back to This Week in the State Line. Our next guest is from the YWCA, Chris Makajewski, who is here to talk about the 40th anniversary of the Leaders' Luncheon, which is coming up in March. And uh, first of all, good morning, Chris. Thanks good for being morning. here today. Thank you, Steve, for always, having me. Always love the weather we have in the Midwest, so we appreciate you coming in today. It was a great skating experience <laughs> on the way in. <laughs> so the YWCA, no longer a gym. It's more about being involved in the community, correct? It's all human service now, and all of our programming relates around our two pillars of service, which is the elimination of racism and the empowerment of women. Well, I realize yeah. that it's expanded. I thought it was just a young women center of America. No, no, it's um, really those are our two focus areas. So everything we do is is around those two areas, um, whether it's child care subsidy or family advocacy uh, working with new moms and their babies, um, interpretation, translation, working with uh, immigrants to access services that uh, they qualify for. All of our programs really do relate around the empowerment of women, the elimination of racism. Do you have to be referred to the YWCA by a doctor or physician, or is it just anyone can walk no, in? No, anyone can walk in, and uh, we do have referrals, especially for parents, uh, women who are pregnant mm-hmm. um, for our maternal infant early childhood home visiting program. Uh, those women sometimes will be referred by their physicians, but no, anyone can use our services without referral. And where is the YWCA located in Rockford? We sat right in the front yard of Rockford University. Yes. Yeah, yeah I know right where that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right off the state. Exactly. Wow. Okay, so that's the location, and you have your luncheon coming up March 2nd, the 40th anniversary of the Leaders' Luncheon. Tell us more about that. Um. You know, every year this becomes more challenging to put on because every year I think we've had the best speaker we've ever had. (laughs) And we've had some amazing speakers with some amazing stories. And uh, this year, I think, um, I just say again, I think that we've, we've topped it again. We have, we're bringing Elizabeth Smart this year to share her story. You'll remember in 2002, she was abducted from her home. She was about, I think, nine or ten years old. No, I think she was like ten, eleven. She was abducted from her home uh, while her family was sleeping. 
and she was held um, for from June until March of the following year. I remember the headlines on the story yeah, on, right. on the uh, nightly news. And those of us who had small children at that time, I think all of us felt the fear of what that would, what that could feel like. And I think all of us probably um, were a little more scared for our children and not even sure that we could protect them when they were in our own home. And uh, luckily, she was one that had a happy ending to her story whenever she was found and reunited with her family. And she really has not let the trauma that she experienced at this man and this woman's hands, um, she hasn't let it ruin her life. She really has bounced back and has um, made, um, I want to say, the best of the situation and working to protect other children, other survivors, and has helped even the Department of Justice on putting together uh, a handbook on how to work with trauma and how to overcome trauma whenever you've experienced something like this. I just can't imagine the insight she'll have and be able to share it just to right. relive that over and over. That's going to exactly. be truly incredible. So she's your guest speaker. She is our keynote speaker this year. And in addition to that, every year we're, uh, we're excited to recognize a number of women in the community we have several different award categories, and all of these people who are nominated are nominated by their community. We don't, we don't nominate our own people. We don't select them. They are nominated by the community, and they're judged by the community. We have a community judging panel. Whenever all the nominations come in, uh, the, the judging panel reviews them for several weeks, and then they're the ones that make the decision. I really don't even see the applications until we know who the winner is. Wow, excellent. So I like it that way. Very but fair. I but I do like to afterwards read through the nominations because we have some amazing people in this community who are doing outstanding work. We've also we also give away Bright Future scholarships to high school senior girls. And for forty years we've given that scholarship out and it's exciting to run into some of the young women in this community. I work with one of the young women in, that we have given this scholarship to before. And just to hear the impact that the scholarship had for them their first year of college and see where some of them are now, it's just really exciting to to see where they are now and to read those nominations. I feel like such a slacker sometimes when I, <laughs> when I read those nominations. <laughs> Wow, we are talking to Chris Makajewski from the YWCA about their 40th annual Leaders Luncheon coming up March 2nd, about the uh, awards that are being given out. So how do we nominate someone? I'm listening, I'm like, this person has done so much for our organization or our community uh, charity, and and how do I get them nominated? So you could go to our website, uh, ywcanwil.org. And that's where you're going to find the nomination forms. You'll select which category you want to nominate them for. It might be the woman of business. It could be a community leadership award. It might be something in their professions. It could be the promise award for someone who's under the age of 35, and you really see them as a promising future leader in this community. It could even be a male for the mentorship category. Uh, There's... A lot of women who are where they are today because there was a man in their career who's mentored them, and we like to we like to recognize that. 
So the application form is uh, paragraphs, I would imagine. Examples, do you need to share pictures as well? You don't need to share pictures. Uh, It's really kind of a brief essay, and you answer a few questions and a letter of support, and that's it. It's really easy to nominate someone. We've tried to make this as easy and painless as possible because we want you to take the time to recognize someone. You know, even if this person doesn't win the award it is so nice just to have their accomplishments recognized to have them come to the luncheon and be able to recognize what they've done i think oftentimes even as as women we don't take the time to recognize our own achievements and to step back and sometimes give ourselves a pat on the back we're really the worst about that <laughs> true that <laughs> we we do it more for other people than we do for ourselves and we tend to downplay what we do and this is an opportunity for someone who might be watching someone else make a really big difference in their organization or mentoring someone or or just to have t- you've seen them take on a project within the community that's really it's pretty admirable. It's great to pull that up and, and recognize it. So here's an opportunity to say thank you. So obviously with the luncheon coming up on March 2nd, there has to be a deadline for the entries. Is there is. Uh, the deadline on the, the nomination submissions is January 17th. And uh, I think the, no, I'm not sure if the scholarship deadline's already passed or not, unfortunately. And then reservations for the event itself is February 14th. All right. And it's March 2nd. Where is it going to be held at? It's going to be held at Giovanni's. Okay. Uh, probably our last one at Giovanni's. <laughs> Maybe a casino next year, <laughs> <Could> right? Could be. <laughs> so, yeah, it's at Giovanni's on March 2nd. And, uh, you know, I will say this year we have reservations going fast. We already have about 400 reservations and invitations wow. just went out last week. So how do we uh, get reservations for the dinner? Same website? Same website, YWCANWIL.org. Northwest Illinois? It's Northwestern Illinois, yes. We cover Boone, Winnebago, Stevenson, and Joe Davies counties. So if you're in any of those counties and you want to nominate someone for any of these awards, you are you are encouraged to do so. And not to mention the guest speaker, which is truly going to be outstanding. Right. I you know, we've like I said, we've had some amazing guest speakers. Kathleen Kennedy was wonderful listening to kind of the Kennedy era mm-hmm. um talk and Abigail Disney was fantastic. So like I say, every year we think that this is how are we going to top this? And this year, I'm really excited to think that we've topped it again. <laughs> and again, if you're just hearing us and tuning in, the guest speaker for the YWCA 40th anniversary of Leaders Luncheon is Elizabeth Smart. So yeah. this will be truly an inspirational luncheon indeed. So again, the YWCA, it's not just for workouts anymore. It's gone way beyond that. It's a part of the community. It's about recognizing achievements not just in women, but as you said, there's also the uh, mentor category. Right, too. the mentor category. We have had a number of, of men win that category. So we love it whenever. I think you're never going to have women truly achieve the um, overcoming the gap in in the number of women who are sitting in executive level seats and on executive level boards 
unless men are truly willing to mentor them, because they're the ones that are holding a lot of these seats. Well, I think the past year has made a lot of leaps and bounds. It has. Oh, it absolutely has. It, but there is still a gender gap in mm-hmm. terms of C-suite positions, Fortune 500 board positions and C-suite positions. But the awareness part of it now is more prominent than ever before. Especially having more women in the workforce now than than men. And you see that not only in Hollywood, but throughout the entire Everywhere. productivity and right. even into the government now as exactly. well. So, well, thank you for coming in. Good luck on the 40th anniversary of the Leaders Luncheon. Again, March 2nd, Giovanni's. It's the YWCA. Can't quite make that with my hands, <laughs> like the YMCA <laughs> thing, but W is kind of hard to make. It but, is. Uh, thank you so much, Chris, for coming in. Steve, thank you. And again, the website, YWCANWIL.org. Make your nominations or for tickets for the luncheon. That's been This Week in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line 